Stephen. Hello, Stephen, and uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Season's greetings to you. All of I'm, that good stuff. Happy covered, solstice. Yeah, it's happy solstice. Um, I'm not sure if Kwanzaa is really a thing or not. I've never, I've heard black people say that it's not really a thing, um, but I don't know much about it, but happy Kwanzaa to you too. Sure, um, why not? How do, you, how do you find yourself greeting people this year? When you're at a, uh, let's just say you're, you're buying something and you're at the cash register and the checkout person is, you've completed your transaction. How do you find yourself, what do you find yourself saying as you, as you walk away? Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm a Merry Christmas guy, um, you know, unless, unless it's someone I know, or uh, uh, sometimes I wait to, uh, to see what they're going to say first. Uh, I think people are pretty, pretty generous about it. I mean, I, you know, I say Merry Christmas, but you know, I say I've got Jewish friends. I just send out a bunch of Christmas cards, but you know, like a couple of weeks ago. So, so they'd get there in time. Yeah. And uh, you know, to my Jewish friends, I always put happy holidays inside uh, the, uh, the card. Um, uh, big, you know, I think I've, I've slipped a couple of times and just, you know, you're doing a bunch of cards and you write Merry yeah. Christmas and you go like, Oh, it's going to the Feinbergs. Um, all right. Well, you know, uh, best, best of the season to you. But, you know, I, th I think, you know, my experience has been, uh, you know, people are pretty forgiving and I try to, I try to adjust if I, if I know, uh, you know, what, uh, what someone's preference is, but I think, you know, this time of year, Merry Christmas. I've had, I've had people who are, clearly not of the christian persuasion volunteer first a merry christmas to me with a big smile which i, I think is always great and uh, you know about at the same time if i know not this time of year but other times a year you know if it's hanukkah or if it's diwali or you know in canada you you, you get a calendar full of uh, full of uh, different uh, holidays from different ethnicities uh, you know i will try to wish them a happy whatever it is if i'm aware of it can you imagine um happy Diwali being something we say to everybody <laughs> whether they're practicing that faith or not that would be that's not really a, a parallel to uh, Merry Christmas because Merry because Christmas has become uh, uh you know secularized in a lot of ways and because we get statutory holidays so people are celebrating something there is a pause there yeah. i just find well, it's kind of hard to ignore there's a lot of trees and lights out so yeah. it's uh, <laughs> it, you know it's pretty much everywhere well i find i mean i always say merry christmas and usually i'm the first one to say it and they'll say it back um i find that if, unless i volunteer it they give me something generic it used to be happy holidays or season's greetings this year i found that it's re been reduced to have a good day that the culture wars have so inflamed on both sides, on the Merry Christmas and then the not saying Merry Christmas side, that retailers are basically telling their staff, just treat it like any other day. And I think that's actually sad because Christmas season is the Christmas season. It's a, it's a communal experience. One of the few that we still have. And it's sad to me that the culture war has made it so that we can't, people aren't, indicating that this is a special time of year and it makes it a less special time of year because people aren't speaking about it it's it's, it's just like going about regular routine i mean you'll hear some christmas music in the background but i like to get merry christmas i like to get season's greetings happy holidays i like to get something that uh confirms that yes we're all in a headspace here that is you know uh family-oriented friendly uh, warm, 
you know, full of light in this time of, you know, darkness, and no sunlight. I like this season standing out for what it is. I think it's a, it's a candle against the darkness of the short days. And to have people not to, to be, you know, so pushed into having to make the, make it just a regular generic day. I find that very sad. Well, I mean, when it comes naturally, I mean, there are, you know, there's been this phony right wing narrative that's been going on from the Christian right for, oh, for for 15, 20 years, I guess, since Ronald Reagan and, uh, you know, and even, uh, you know, Donald Trump, uh, you know, as as one of his campaign um, uh, promises was to allow people to say Merry Christmas again, as if people weren't allowed to do it. If there was ever any step. (laughs) Like there was a law against it somewhere. And, you know, it's this, this, this victimization of mostly the evangelical Christians um, who, you know, who, who, honestly believe that people take offense uh, if you say Merry Christmas to someone who is not of the devout Christian faith. And it, it's a real straw man because, you know, there are very, very few people. I'm, I'm sure there are some people who will take offense to it, there, as there are people who will take offense to anything that you put out there on the on the vast smorgasbord of life someone's yeah. always going to be offended at something yeah. as, you know whether it's intended innocuous or or imagined and so you can't cater to those people particularly uh, but it's uh, this, this phony war in christmas they they try it every year they try it with the starbucks cups they try it with uh, you know well it doesn't say merry christmas on it it says you know happy ho ho or something because they're afraid to mention jesus um, it's, you know, you know, Doug Ford, I mean, I, I was actually, we're sort of the other way in, in, in Ontario, at least in Toronto, uh, where Doug Ford sent out a Christmas card. Oh, I, I, I don't have it in front of me. I saw it earlier today. Yeah, you, where, you got you got a Christmas card from Doug Ford. Oh God, no! I didn't get a Christmas card from <laughs> Doug like, Ford. Because yeah. there's I a am, story there. If you did, I I'm on the naughty list. Let me yeah, put, okay. let, let put it to you that way. But uh, I, you know, I'll see if I can. I can pull it up because uh, it, uh, it it's sort of jarring because he still uh, ends his his broadcasts whenever he's speaking at a press conference with you know God bless Ontario, and it 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 still is jarring. I mean that kind of thing just just sort of is a um, you know an odd. Oh wait a second, I think I may have found it here. <clears throat> Uh, breath. Sure. Uh, actually, this is last year's. It seems to be a theme because uh, this it, it was blue this year. It was red last year. And his Christmas card said, there's no better time than now, this very Christmas season, for all of us to rededicate, rededicate ourselves to the principles taught by Jesus Christ. It is the time to love the Lord, our God, with all our heart and our neighbors as ourselves. Now, That's not appropriate. Well, they, it, it, it's a Christian message. Yeah, but, it's not appropriate from a, but, from a leader who represents people of all backgrounds well and and that's kind of the problem here the uh no and so this year's christmas card uh which it, it just just hit the paper today says oh let me just have a look oh uh, i just hit a paywall <laughs> i had a oh. i had a wonderful oh, picture of it that? and then it's a here just a second let me just uh, oh I can... do i ha- i hate paywalls <laughs> they drive me crazy I understand the newspapers need to uh, need to make. I know, but there are some stories that are just generally public interest and they should be non paywalled. And then there's editorials and analysis and so on that should be paywalled. But I hate when I see a story on Twitter 
and put out there by say the Toronto star, their Twitter feed. And I click on it and I get four lines before it says I have to subscribe. And yep. that oh. drives me <clears throat> insane. So this year's Christmas cards is Merry Christmas and happy holidays. So we got the happy holidays in there. Yeah. And then it says, may your heart be lifted in praise this Christmas for the wonderful gift of Jesus and the joy he brings to our lives. <sighs> Have a wonderful Christmas and a blessed new year. Now, not again, appropriate. <clears throat> Canadians, you know, they are. We don't. We don't have that well, kind of religiosity from our public figures not here. not publicly i mean canadians can be very religious people and you know people have uh, you know um, strong and sincerely held beliefs and faith and you know and that's great but and i have canadians, respect for that well absolutely and and canadian but canadians don't trust it in our public figures um it, it's a little too snake oily for us you know wrapping yourself in you know the flag and the cross is not very canadian you know unlike the united states you know, you know in well, the united states you have to well you know every president has to be seen with their family bible you now even even you know barack obama uh you know had to go to his church holding his own bible and it's just, you know, it, it's part of their political culture. It's, it's never so part performative. Of our... Well, it is. It, and, and, that, and that's basically all it is. I mean, there's some people who are just, you know, not, not, uh, don't, don't particularly follow the teachings of Christ. Well, and, uh... <laughs> when they asked Trump, what was his favorite uh, story or favorite book in, in uh, the Bible? And he said, uh, all of them, all of them are so wonderful. They're that's all what good. Someone says when nobody's, when he hasn't read it. Yeah, I think he got most of his uh, his uh, religion from watching Davy and Goliath on Saturday morning TV, <laughs> uh, which was always on at six thirty when there was nothing else on. But there, there's you know there's the kind of Merry Christmas that you say to someone who is uh, you know bagging your groceries or uh, or checking you out somewhere at a at a retail store, and and I've never had anyone take offense. Or, you know, look me in the eye and go like happy holidays on a, an appointed kind of way. I think people are free to say that. And I think as Canadians generally, we go like, great, you know, thank you very much for wishing me well. I mean, anytime anyone wishes me well of, you know, in any faith at any time, um, that's a good thing. And, and yeah. I have a hard time taking offense at someone uh, wishing me a merry anything. Well, you know, you're from a, a Christian background, so it wouldn't. It wouldn't offend you, though. If I, someone was to wish you uh, a happy Rosh Hashanah, you would be confused, but not offended. Um, Mostly because I have never, I never can figure out when Rosh Hashanah is, because you know the moving calendar. But yeah, no, you know, okay. I've, 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 I've actually been uh, occasionally uh, mistaken for a person of the Jewish persuasion, and I've had people wish me happy Jewish holidays from time to time, and you know, you know, they, you know look at me and go like, "Well, have you got any Rosh Hashanah plans?" And I'm like. Um, no, not really. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, but, uh, you know, but, you know, I don't take offense at it. It's like, what do you mean? What do you think? What do you think I am? It's, it's no, they're, they're, they're asking after me and in a polite way. And it's hard to take offense at that unless you're looking to be, be offended. I think that's the, the, the key is that there are people now more than ever who are just looking to be offended. There's Karens out there and Ken's and people are, looking for the opportunity to perform because that's what it really is is a performance it's uh, an ability to make yourself important because people feel small especially facing something as huge as a worldwide pandemic it, people feel small and isolated 
And this is an opportunity for them to have the spotlight on them, for them to be the star for a moment, for them to be the focus of attention and be important. Um, and people are more and more speaking out, whereas in the past, decorum, good sense, would have stopped somebody from opening their mouth. Now it's the other way around. It's uh, it, it decorum, proper decorum in certain circles to open your mouth like that and, and, and to, to complain about things that uh, are pick a yoon or things that you know um, are rules that you choose to not follow. Uh, it's, it's so people, so I guess businesses have just said the hell with all of it. We don't want to get in the middle of this. Now they're going to get in the middle of it because if enough people recognize that they're not even recognizing the holiday at all, then the war on Christmas folks are going to come back full strong. And, uh, you know, I never understand the war on Christmas. It's still Christmas. And if consumerism and so on have taken the place of, uh, of religious observance, well, that's not going to be the case with people who are religious. And you don't need, at least in my view, you don't need other people to celebrate the way you do in order for your celebration to have meaning. No, I don't need to be validated by anyone else in my, you know, whether it's the holidays I, I celebrate choose to celebrate or, or uh, you know, any religious faith, I, you know, that you have it, you know, I, I'm not looking to other people to, to give me that it's something. And again, it goes with the Canadian thing, which is, it's a personal, it's private, and you know, it, it's sincerely felt, but you don't have, feel like you have to, you know, knock, uh, go door to door knocking on them and uh, asking them if they've, uh, they've heard about our Lord Cthulhu. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, you mentioned Cthulhu, which for those who don't know, look up Cthulhu. It's a uh, f fictional, obviously, uh, monster, basically, an old god. H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. By H.P. Lovecraft. And he's tentacled face and so on. We happen to have um, some stuffed animals of Cthulhu. One is Summer Fun. <laughs> okay. One is Summer Fun Cthulhu. Another is Graduate <laughs> Cthulhu. Um, there's, there's quite a few. A Hawaiian shirt Cthulhu. Um, so we've got... It, it's so absurd that it lends itself to... Uh, to lampoon so i've got plenty of cthulhu's in the house so i <laughs> I, I don't consider cthulhu my my lord um, well you know what i'm surprised that retailers would would try to be i mean retail you know they talk about how important the christmas season is i mean the frenzy of buying and, and all the rest and then you know and and right now with the pandemic you know they're the retailers are complaining about uh, you know reduced capacity although you know, any store I've been in, I don't shop in the malls particularly. I try to shop locally in our, our neighborhood. And, uh, but uh, yeah, I haven't noticed big, big crowds inside any of these stores. There seems to be an orderly purchasing of Christmas presents uh, for people. Uh, but they depend so much on the Christmas season that uh, I, I'm surprised that, you know, they kind of hollow it out. I mean, you know, everyone's used to just seeing, well, you know, you might see Santa's um but you know he's been sort of secularized as well uh the uh you, know, you might you know you'll see snowflakes and you know outlines of of christmas trees without sort of any religious i mean it, it if you go to you know maybe um, more you know catholic countries uh you might find sort of more religious iconography associated with the, the retail version of of christmas but you know, here, you know, it's been, you know, for, for decades now, I mean, this isn't a recent phenomenon. I mean, can't, uh, Christmas has been, been secularized since, since you know, before the second world war uh, into sort of Santa and reindeer and trees and, and elves and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, when you're, 
when you're turning it into a secular holiday in that you're giving people time off and you've made it a statutory holiday, then, then you have secularized it no matter what. Um, even if you observe it in a, from a religious uh, point of view, it is still, there's still a capacity of, or a portion of the holiday that is secular because of the fact that it, it, it represents a secular holiday, a secular day off of work. Um, and, you know, I, I don't understand how uh, a focus on goodwill toward people, um, uh, family, a general cheery spirit and passing on that cheery spirit. I don't know how that flies in the face of the teachings of Jesus. Um, it would seem to me to be a... It seems pretty uh, core to it from what I understand. Yeah, it, it seems pretty much, you know... Not the, Republican the message, Jesus. Not Republican Jesus. No, Republican Jesus is a very other, very new character. I don't know yeah, if you remember yeah. a movie, Oh God, with George Burns. Oh yeah, I'm old enough to remember that. Yeah, it was George Burns played God come down to earth um, and he spoke to John Denver, who was just like an ordinary guy. Um, very funny comedy. And uh, even back then, this is the 70s, when God met with uh, these uh, evangelists, you know, these televangelist faith leaders, he, he gave them a what for, um, for the way they carry on in their greed. Um, American, American Jesus is very distinct from Jesus, Jesus. Yes. You know, from, you know, especially I say I'm, 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 my family was United Church, uh, which is sort of um, Christianity light. I mean, it, it, it has it is a big tent, but it, it tends to be more social gospel. And it is all about, you know, the the the, the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, blessed are the meek, you know, blessed are the peacemakers. I mean, the social gospel of Jesus, um, which is all the things that you've just talked about. Uh, you know, it, it's about, you know, being nice to each other and being tolerant and looking after each other and looking after refugees and the homeless and, you know, I, all of the sorts of things that, again, Republican Jesus has, has wants nothing to do with. Uh, you know, you see American politicians, you know, which you know, are, are their own kind of special breed. Uh, was it uh, was it Bobert who uh, posed in front of the Christmas tree with all of their children with automatic weapons? Um, uh, no, I think that was another, that was a, I forget oh, the representative. Yeah, it, yes, I'm yeah. sorry, it wasn't Bobert, it was, it was oh, it'll come to me. Yeah, but, he was uh, the, a large, it was a family picture. They're sitting there, Christmas tree, sitting on the couch, the, the, the nice corn-fed kids with their big smiles, each of them holding an automatic weapon. Yeah, with and giant you know, say, smiles. You you really got to read the Bible because you know that that you, you'll you'll find maybe way at the back that you know that's that's not exactly what the message was, but uh, it, it's uh, but the whole idea of you know a, a time of year when people are nice to each other and you know they give a little more to charity and uh, they uh, you know they reconcile with uh, you know people maybe they've had uh, been on the outs with for a little while and uh, you know you just kind of think about how lucky you are and how fortunate you are and be grateful for it i mean it's a I, the secular side of, of of christmas is actually very rooted in in sort of the social gospel and it's it's a good message it's the kind of thing that you know we certainly need a lot more of and it's uh, you know you, whether it's attached to your religious belief or just part of your belief that you should be you know nice to your uh, your your fellow uh, fellow people um, it's, you know, it's hard to argue with that message, but some people will, again, will try to weaponize it and try to try to take offense or, and, you know, and even, you know, if Doug Ford, uh, wasn't the premier and sent me that card, uh, I wouldn't, I'd have no trouble with that at all. I agree with it you. represents his faith. Uh, I have, you know, I have friends, I, I travel in some very 
odd circles. I have some friends who are who are priests and bishops, and uh, you know, I get I get obviously very religious cards from them at Christmas time. Um, you know, very baby Jesus focused, and you know, that's that's absolutely fine because that's what Christmas is about to them particularly. And but uh, you know, we wouldn't have the season but for that. Uh, but again, they're not public figures, um, and they are not there to represent all people. Um, but uh, anyway, it's yeah, but uh, a public figure who is supposed to represent all, especially a multicultural province. Uh, you know, the, the, the number of faiths that we have represent lack of faith too. people who aren't who have no faith. Um, the number of people we have in this province, the, the diversity that we have in this province, diversity of faith to put something so Jesus-y in your official Christmas card or holiday card to me that's just and I'm somebody who always says Merry Christmas and never takes offense at hearing Merry Christmas and loves hearing Christmas music and loves the Christmas season but that card as far as I'm concerned completely inappropriate yeah so and uh you know and and again he's he's cut from that same kind of uh you know Republican light mold which is uh you know this this is a, a political message I mean I don't think this is a particular you know i i don't have any particular insight into uh, the uh you know into uh, doug ford's soul and his uh you know the, the uh, sincerity of of his religious beliefs you know oddly enough he was making a big deal uh, early on about his his wife being jewish which she um, isn't <laughs> well, well yeah well that's a that's a whole other a whole other issue yeah um the uh you know the 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 the, the tenuous connection she has to Judaism and, 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 and observance. Um, but uh, I have no idea you know, whether or not he is uh, that religious in his personal life. Well, I think about yeah. some of the early uh, policies that he implement, implemented, cutting off the uh, pilot project for the uh, basic income, um, cutting uh, supports for families who uh, got uh, children with autism. Um, he, he did a lot of things which Jesus would just not support. Yeah, things that you know would you would not you know with with quotes say are very Christian. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I, I just I was just curious. This yeah, whole thing no, just came out of no. a conversation. You know, came out of a question I had about what you say to people because I always say Merry Christmas, um, except of course where I know that the person is not a, uh, celebrating Christmas. Um, you want to switch to talk about, uh, I mean, Christmas parties are not happening this year again. No. And I think it's interesting because well, I shouldn't be, but you know, yes, I you know the, the uh, we were at a uh, restaurant for my mother-in-law's uh, uh, birthday. There was like nobody there. Um, and the server said that they had uh, plans, like they had a dinner menu and stuff for New Year's and it was sold out every single person canceled and we read about re uh, restaurants that are of their own volition saying you know what we don't want to expose our staff to to anything so we're going to close until the new year it's uh, i this is not what i predicted i predicted resistance um and people being fed up but it's not what i'm seeing i wonder if it's the christmas season and the spirit of the season or are canadians just we recognize when something's important and we do it yeah, and I think by and large that that's true. I think you know we've we've now had twenty two months of this, Unbelievable. and 
Yeah, and it's been a roller coaster. I mean, it's getting better. Oh no, it's getting worse. It's you know, no, it's getting better. It's getting worse. Um, and you know, we've been at this rodeo before, and I think the fact that the numbers have gone up so so astronomically in such a short period of time. I mean, there, everyone is talking about the glimmer of hope, which is that uh, the Omicron variant is is uh, more of a nasal one and not a lung infection. That mm-hmm. seems to be the newest research results coming out of both South Africa and out of the UK when they've been studying uh, you know, a, a big enough population, unfortunately, that's had Omicron. And one of the reasons that it isn't hospitalizing as many people uh, and you don't need ventilators is because it isn't a lung disease um, or, or it isn't you know, primarily a lung disease. It's, uh, it, it, uh, it's not like pneumonia that goes right into your lungs and infects the deep tissues. It stays basically up in your sinuses and just gives you a really miserable head cold. Um, my, uh, my nephew came back from university with it, um, you know, came back feeling a bit sniffly and took the test and voila, he's got COVID. Um, and you know, his, his, um, uh, symptoms have been a a really miserable head cold. Uh, Mm -hmm. but you know, I think people are, are grabbing onto the early results, which is, yeah, a lot of people are going to get this and you could be pretty miserable and it's our duty not to spread it. But thankfully, it's not as serious, it seems. Jury's still out, but that's that's the hope that everyone has got. Um, but we're taking it seriously. and Oh, we're taking it very seriously. It, 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 it makes me glad to be Canadian again uh, because we just, just seem to be rational people, not given to uh, emotive reactions. Um, we can be tired and fatigued of all of the ups and downs of COVID, but at the same time recognize we've still got to participate in public safety. You know, rather than saying we're fatigued the hell with you, we're saying, yeah, you know what, we're all tired, but let's do it again because we've because we've got to keep this under control. We've got to, you know, reduce the reduce the spread. Uh, and I, I think that's it's it's laudable and it says something about the social fabric of this country we really do um care about community and i think i think you can see it in you know in in the two things that you know they rolled out uh, you know hastily and 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 imperfectly as omicron became you know you know, really grabbed a hold of us. You know, the uh, the the um, the third shot boosters. Uh, they're saying that about twenty five percent at this point. You know, they only rolled you know opened up the eligibility for it. Uh, you know, less than a week ago, and uh, about twenty five percent of the vaccinated population has had their third shot, including myself. Uh, the good, good uh, for you, because by the way, we've tried, and where our local our local pharmacy, which is not a major shoppers drug mart. Um, they're not even taking reservation uh, like uh, appointments until mid-January when they have a sense of how much uh, stock they have. They're full up. Uh, Liana was calling around trying to find places where we could get that booster. And I think a lot of people are, are the, pop, the, the number of people, uh, the percentage of people that are inoculated with the, with the booster would be higher if the availability was greater, I think. Yeah, if, you know, if it hadn't, uh, you know, sort of, at the last minute said, hey, it looks like these everyone needs a booster. Oh, we have no sort of mechanism in place to actually vaccinate a lot of people quickly the way they did, you know, at, at the end of the last wave. Yeah. You know, you know, and my son, 
my wife and I were, were eligible early for the booster because we uh, had uh, double AstraZeneca's and they said, well, you know, that one's crap. Uh, you, you know, you need something. <laughs> you guys go to the front of the line. And a friend of mine said, you know, there's there's a shopper's drug mart under the uh, the, the TD center uh, downtown because all the towers down there, all the office uh, towers are pretty much empty. And they said that, you know, you just walk in and get one. So we did that before they opened up the, uh, the eligibility to, um, you know, to, to the 18 plus, and we had no problem getting it. Uh, we were sort of, we were lucky. And, uh, you know, for, you know, the problem is now, you know, getting it is sort of like, Hey, I've got a guy, uh, or I've heard about this place that's going to have it. Um, but you know, people want it. Uh, my son wanted it, you know, when it uh, was 18 plus he's 19. And literally I went on, you know, I went online, uh, two minutes after midnight uh, on the day that uh, they opened up eligibility. And the first date I could get them was in early January. Um, I've had other people who said, no, you know, now it's February. Um, and then he wasn't, he wasn't happy with that. And he literally um, walked the length of the Danforth in Toronto, going into every pharmacy asking if they had uh, or, or planning to give walk-ins. And he finally found one. Mm-hmm. And he got up early uh, just on the Danforth here and stood in line. He was second in line and got his shot uh, two days ago. So, but it, it takes that kind of, you know, that hunger games approach to it is, is, is really inexcusable because we know this was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the same with the rapid test talking about, you know, Ontarians or Torontonians um, being, being responsible for the community. The demand for rapid tests is through the roof. I mean, I know it's the same in British Columbia and in in other provinces where there is this public hunger for them. I think people wrongly think through the magic bullet that I can get a rapid test and then I can have my Christmas gathering with my family safely. You know, it's one layer of, of protection, but I've seen, you know, if you just go on Twitter, there's all kinds of people say, you know, I tested negative yesterday morning, tested negative last night. I woke up this morning, I tested positive. So you don't know, it is not the magic bullet, but it's still better than nothing. But people have been lining up uh, at four in the morning uh, down at Union Station to get uh, a free testing kit as, as the government kind of you know, rolls the, the cart through the, through the village, throwing these things out to the peasants uh, and making people scramble for them. It's a terrible delivery uh, system that they have. And, you know, there are people who want to have it. I think there is this desire among the population to look after themselves and look after their loved ones and look after the wider community. They're just not being given the tools to be able to do it by the provincial government. Yeah. You know, I don't feel any interest in getting a rapid test. I don't feel ill. Um, I, I, I think it would be a waste of time for me to get a rapid test. Now, granted, there are asymptomatic versions of uh, COVID. And who knows, maybe, I, maybe that's true. But um, I, I just don't feel any rush or any interest, really, in getting a rapid test, I'm not sure. Explain to me what is the well. I'm, drive I'm not for that. I'm not going. Well, I think these are people who do want to get together. Uh, you know, they uh, especially around Christmas. I mean, Christmas is driving so much of this. I think you're going to see a lot of it drop off right after Christmas and New Year's mm-hmm. because people want to be able to get together with their families. I mean, everyone has got COVID fatigue. You know, I've got COVID fatigue. You know, people are just crawling the walls because they're you know they're tired of 
not being able to go out safely and uh, be with friends and be with family. So, you know, the, the rapid testing is so you can not break the rules of, of, of quote, COVID, but to, to bend them a little bit so you can get a little bit of your life back. And I think that's why there's this massive, you know, I don't think people are testing themselves just for fun. Um, I think they're testing in, you know, so they can attend a Christmas dinner with uh, an extended family, which may include um, you know, the elderly, uh, you know, your grandparents, you don't want to kill off grandma at Christmas. Cause you know, okay. I, now I understand it. Yeah. That's why they, that's why they have them. I don't think people are, you know, like me, people who barely leave the couch except to go grocery shopping and, uh, and do a, a little bit of light Christmas shopping. I don't think people like me need, or unless you're, you know, unless you're feeling draggy or your nose is runny or something, you go, Oh my God, maybe I've got COVID early on. Oh, last summer, I had uh, one of those terrible summer colds. And of course, the first thing you think is, oh my God, it's COVID. Um, and it's not because I'm worried that I'm, I'm, I'm getting COVID myself, but I'm worried about passing it on to my family and should I be right. isolating all the rest. And at that time, there were pop-up clinics, well, there were clinics all over Toronto. And you got the good one. You didn't get the uh, the spit in the jar test. You uh, you know, <laughs> this is the one where they they stuck the uh, the toilet brush uh, up your, up your uh, nose. Yeah. yeah, and you know, tickle your brain. And, you know, the, uh, which were far more accurate than the, um, than the, uh, uh, the rapid tests. And I went and got it done, had my results in, in, you know, overnight, had them by, you know, by the next morning and, uh, you know, no COVID, but it was because I was having like really terrible symptoms. And you think, oh, maybe I've got it. I don't want to pass it to anyone else. I mean, but I think the rapid tests are being used differently. I think they're being used as sort of party favors in order to be able to, to mix and mingle with people safely, which is a perfectly good uh, reason for using them. Uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, it shows people are, uh, they want to mix and mingle, but they are not discounting the threat of uh, COVID. So they're being responsible. You know, we want to get together, but we want to make sure we're not spreading anything to anybody. So I mean, I'd see that as a sign of, you know, that's good citizenry. Oh, yeah, it's a good a sign, a sign of responsibility. Absolutely. Um, well, I, uh, I think we've uh, come to the, la the end of this program. Maybe we'll do one next week before and we'll do a little review of the past year. Sure, between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, we'll, we'll pull another one in to, uh, to maybe also look ahead to 2022. Oh, we can do a best of. How about that? <laughs> Although there won't be a lot of best ofs for uh, 2021, that's for sure. <laughs> no kidding. Though, remember this time last year, everyone was saying, I'm glad to see 2020 go the hell with 2020. Yes. 2021, uh, <laughs> well, it, it, it wasn't as bad as 2020 because Trump was out of office, but it was still pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. And I think most people kind of sleepwalked through it too. It was just, uh, you know, we're all just sort of in this limbo waiting for things to get better. And, uh, you know, you know, hopefully 2022 is our, our, our good one next year, next year. All right. Stephen Lawton's can be found on Twitter at Stephen Lawton's, which is S T E P H E N L A U T E N S. Uh, my work can be found in my project, newmusicnation.ca spotlighting the uh, the best Canadian music videos from across the country in all genres of music. And this stuff is pretty fabulous. So check it out, newmusicnation.ca. And uh, Stephen, to you and your family, Merry Christmas. Thank you. And, and the best of the holidays to you too. Thank you. And the best uh, from, on behalf of Stephen, the, the best of the holidays, whatever you celebrate, Merry Christmas, season's greetings, happy holidays. We're covered now. It covers every possible 
uh, event that occurs in the next week. Um, as long as there's too much food and chocolates and uh, you know a glass of wine, we're all good. Enjoy yourself, keep safe, and uh, have a, a great holiday. This has been Stephen and Stephen. I'm Stephen Kersner.